Yes, we are back. It is Free Talk Live. We are a live radio program, nationally Woo! syndicated, uh, broadcast on the internet, some satellites, so we're worldwide. Intergalactic radio <laughs> Well, if we include uh, Mark Edge, that, okay. that is accurate. Uh, but a show where you can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. If you want to call, the telephone number is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, we have myself, the Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass. Joining me, Zephan. And Richie Rich. And uh, for those of you who have not met Zephan, welcome. Thank you. And yes, that's his real name. It is, yes. Uh, there's not very many folks that I know whose names start with a Z, so uh, you're you're one of the few. Yeah, and I actually haven't met another Zephan before, so I've been lucky in that regard. We're just going to call him Steve Weird. If you were in a band, <laughs> would you be Led Zephan? Oh, I man. guess uh, I guess I would by default. <laughs> Featuring Aria Speedwagon. Yeah, Aria Speedwagon would be the opener for okay. Led Zephan because like, you know. <laughs> Uh, Captain's Log, start at 804-242022. It is Sunday. Now, the first thing I want to talk about is something that came up last night, actually, at the end of the show. I talked about an article from the Free Thought Project where there apparently are more than 20. I had a list of 23, uh, but more than 20 just in the past... mm, at least this year, the past couple of months, uh, 20 food processing or distribution plants have burned, like severely, like burned down to the ground, or uh, one of them had a plane crash into it, and uh, one of them had a boiler explode. And so the question was, is this common? Well, if it's more than two planes, it's definitely the Saudis. Well, and I heard, and I don't, I, I wasn't able to find it, but I heard that another plane crashed into another food plant or processing place. So mystery solved. We know who done it. Time I, to attack Iraq again. I've I don't know about you guys. I've never heard of multiple food processing plants or distribution centers like starting on fire, much less burning down, much less exploding. Uh, but also within what eight weeks or something, I guess is the claim. So. I did some brief research before commenting on it last night, and it turns out that fires at this type of a business aren't uncommon, but the overwhelming majority of them, when they find out the root cause, arson. Mm. Sounds right. So I wanted to get your guys' thoughts. Have you heard of this? Is it on your radar? Do you know anything more than I do? Uh, I I had heard of it before. Um I didn't know that there were so many of them sequentially. The only thing that can come to my mind and what it might be is, I mean, what's what's happening right now, right? You've got rampant inflation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got international conflict. Uh, you, you have uh, a so-called virus that's spreading all over the world. I think that uh, what they're trying to do is um, essentially make it so that people are at their weakest point so that it's, it's the easiest for, um, you know, the World Economic Forum... Klaus Schwab, whoever it is, uh, to take over and to essentially remake the world in their image where uh, we own nothing and love it. That's essentially what they're trying to you do. You and your conspiracy theory. <laughs> well, and that's just the conspiracy thing. Conspiracy realism like, is what I described wh- When I was growing up, I'm, I'm about to be 50 this year. So when I was growing up, it seemed to me that 
the different countries that existed in the world were sort of competing with each other. And the older I've gotten, the more it seems that these countries that I once upon a time was under the impression were sort of competing with each other are cooperating with each other. Mm -hmm. That is to say that the term government, if you go from country to country to countries, particularly westernized countries, you don't see much of a difference in how people live and the, you know what's available to them in the marketplaces and on a daily basis. Uh, and so it seems to me that, yes, there is cooperation in that these entities known as governments want to control people. And so it leads me to the conclusion that slavery was never really abolished. It was just sort of spread out. And uh, we know that from farming that cattle won't produce as much if they're confined in tight quarters, Mm -hmm. if they'll produce anything at all, like milk and that kind of a thing. So how do farmers get around that? Well, they sort of let them be free range. They let them roam around in the fields a bit, which is kind of what has happened to humans, in my opinion. Or the VR goggles on the cows. I was thinking that. Yep. Have you seen that? I have not. Does that work? Apparently it does. Cows so, who wear VR goggles and pretend they're out in the pasture produce more milk. And that's what they're trying to do wow. with uh, um, you know, Facebook's uh, Facebook Oh, with uh, Meta yeah. or yeah, whatever? Meta. Yep. So, virtual reality? To your point, I said conspiracy theory, but I'm, I'm close to where you're at. Yeah. Um, well, it's it, a playbook. It's yeah. the playbook. Well, and right? it has historical precedent, too. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I, whenever uh, there were... Um, essentially government controls on the amount of grain that was being made, they would uh, essentially force burn a lot of them to control mm-hmm. the price. And so it's not like this is without precedent. This is just um, maybe just, <laughs> yeah, this is just them doing it with less transparency, right. which, I mean, government tends to thrive with not a lot talked of transparency. About, talked about China a bunch over the last couple of weeks with the Shanghai protest. Right. Right. And all of a sudden news comes out from China that, oh, no, now we're finding COVID in the food. Like in the food supply. Oh my gosh! So they're they're disarmed. They're already starving. Yeah, and they're going to be reducing their food supply as well. Yep. So when you see it here, right, it's not the same thing, right? It's hard to put that past us. But like, oh no, another meat processing plant burned, burned down. down. Well, Best you got to get your soy and your lentils yeah. and eat your plant based diet. So I was able to come up with a, a different list than the one that I had last night, and these are the ten most recent ones. Starting in February of this year, February 16th, Louis Dreyfus reports a fire at uh, a soy processing plant, Claypool, Indiana. February 22nd, seven injured in an explosion at Shearer's Food Plant in Hermiston, Oregon. Uh, March 19th, uh, fire, uh, 50,000 pounds of food destroyed after fire ripped through Maricopa, Arizona food pantry. March 19th, fire destroys Walmart Distribution Center, Plainfield, Indiana. March 24th, a massive potato processing plant fire burns in Belfast, Maine. Uh, March 31st, a warehouse fire at a large fresh onion packaging facility, Rio Fresh in South Texas. Uh, April 11th, uh, this one's local to us, crews battled fire for 16 hours at East Conway Beef and Pork in New Hampshire. Mm. Uh, April 13th, plane crashes into Idaho Potato and Food Processing Plant. April 14th, Taylor Farms Packaging Building in Salinas, California deemed a total loss. I'm assuming because of fire. I don't have the actual cause in front of me. And then uh, April 19th, fire destroyed Azure Standard Headquarters in Oregon, the largest independent food distributor in the U.S. I'm familiar with that one, having lived on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are the largest... 
uh, I don't know what term you'd use, uh, you know, the non-GMO, organic. you know, or organic meat distributor. So you basically go online and you go, hey, I want to buy some of your meats. And then they have this network of people who will drop them off nearby. Like, so they'll park in a parking lot of a grocery store within, you know, 15 miles of where you live. And you got to drive over there and pick up your order whenever they happen nice. to be there. So those are just uh, the, the 10 most recent ones that I discovered. And so I, I've i never heard, I've never even heard of like one mm-hmm. food processing plant starting on fire and burning down, much less 10 in the last couple of months. And there's been, uh, my last count was 23 uh, since last year. Yeah, I mean, and in general, if you want to control the populace, what's the most effective way? Generally, it's control of the food supply. Yeah. Got to disarm them first. There's True. a there's a I, I'm a big movie fan. I don't know if you're aware of this. Uh, I love science fiction, but I also love uh, the latest uh, Mad Max mm. movie that came out. And there's a scene in there where there's the the guy who controls all the water, mm. and then he's standing up, you know, on you know we'll call it Water Mountain or whatever. He's looking down at all the all the peons, and they're just holding their dishes out, waiting for like him to like you know bestow upon them the privilege of water, yeah. right? And this is kind of the scene that I have in my head when we talk about these. That was things. part of the plot Absolutely. to Rango too. The little- Ah, you're right. 603-283-6160. Does all of these uh, processing plants concern you? Are you concerned about food shortages? More Free Talk Live is coming up. Yes, we are back. It is Free Talk Live. The telephone number here, should you want to join in and talk about whatever's on your mind, is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Zephan. And Richie Rich. Uh, We were mm, sort of wrapping up, I guess, this bit about the food processing or distribution plants that uh, that are uh, apparently many of them are burning as many as 23 possibly even 24 i can't confirm the 24th one uh since uh, you know late last year december or something like that if it's a coincidence okay but it's still going to have the same effect as if it was done on purpose yeah uh, if you have not prepped and prep can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. Some people hear preppers and they think of uh, what was the old uh, History Channel show, Extreme Preppers or right, whatever yeah. you know that was. Underground bunker filled uh, with food. When when I lived in the Seattle, Washington area, I had, mm, I, I will call it prep, right? I had both camping gear for should I need to flee to the hills or something like that. But I also had uh, some shelter in place gear because... Well, I lived in an earthquake zone, right? So it's smart to keep like three, a three-day supply of food and water and, you know, just whatever you need to survive for three days. You know, make sure you have that available. And then if you want to, you know, prepare for a longer-term event. So if you've had any reservations about preparing for such a thing, uh, you might revisit those thoughts mm-hmm. with this in mind because you're right. Regardless as to whether or not there's some court kind of conspiracy going on or if it's sheer coincidence, 
uh, the effects are going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, folks have been predicting food shortages for quite some time in the advent of what they call just-in-time distribution makes the ecosystem even more fragile to events like this. So, But cheaper, on average. I, I, go ahead. What, no, what do, you, what do you mean cheaper on average? Because the alternative to just-in-time inventory system oh, I see. is I see. to warehouse everything. Yeah. Right? And then you have to pay to warehouse everything. Yeah. And then stock that goes bad in the warehouse, guess what? That cost gets absorbed into the price you're paying at retail. Yeah. So, yeah. They're, they're, you know, there there are other hosts on the show that complained about the just-in-time inventory system. And I went, well, if it works like 99% of the time and saves you money during that time, right, maybe it's not all that bad. And maybe, you know, the worst case scenario, that 1% chance of something bad happening, you don't have to revolve your whole ecosystem around that with the warehousing and the overages and the, and the, you know, the waste that goes along with that. So I'm a fan of just in time, even though it's not perfect for a prepper situation. Briefly on the prepper thing, uh, I generally uh, like to spin it on the person that's saying, oh, you believe in... Uh, preparing for bad situations, you must be uh, uh, crazy or, or paranoid. I, I think it's a lot more <laughs> crazy and paranoid uh, to to put yourself in a situation in which if something bad does happen, you're essentially completely screwed. Yeah. Well, and so when I was growing up as a kid, I, I grew up in religious families and that kind of a thing, and uh, they did put me into the Boy Scouts. Mm. And what's their motto? Be prepared. Be prepared. And so it's like, oh, what, you hate the Boy Scout, right? I like to turn it on. You Do you hate the Boy Scouts? Because right. their motto is be prepared. Right. right? And in fact, I keep uh, one of the uh, the Boy Scout handbooks in my camping gear. Smart. Right? Because yeah. it's got all the stuff in it about like, oh, don't eat that leaf, but eat that leaf or that kind of stuff. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, that might come in handy. And if there's any entity that is, um, you know, I guess you could say a prepper, it's just you have no further uh, place to look than the U.S. government. They're the biggest prepping agency in in the world, yeah. bar none. Um, and if I'm not going to follow the government's lead on many things, but the two things that they're really good on is um, killing people and prepping. Really, they do stockpile ammo. We yeah. know that. Well, and that's that's part of it, right? The 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 prepper mentality um, has to be a lifestyle choice Mm, because if you're going to have that much food again much like the warehousing instead of just in time Mm -hmm. you're going to have to store it right right which means you have to be diligent about rotating that stock out right and then eating prep food right right instead of the you know the fresher stuff that you could get at the grocery store today right you know and then but but you have to be diligent about that rotate your food out you're always eating prep food all the time you right. also you have to have the storage capacity to do it. You also have the people that um you know they're they're like oh I'm a prepper and um basically all they have is like a couple weeks worth of food and like uh and 30 or 40,000 rounds of ammunition and they're like you know a couple hundred pounds overweight um and they've never gardened a day before in their lives and uh you know, you have to like take into account those other things too. If you've never gardened before, even if you have a small backyard, you know, just plant a couple seeds in the ground. I, I, I did it. Um, I, I planted some uh, uh, pinto beans, and I figured out a lot of trial and error with it. And, um, and even if you're not growing these uh, giant fields or whatever in in your backyard, that's fine. Just getting a little bit of that experience under your belt is, is definitely very, very important, especially as time goes on and we continue to see, 
uh, the elites basically try to clamp down on our throats. Yeah, and the other thing that I'll say, like, some people are just, maybe they're an apartment dweller or they just hate dirt or whatever, right? So right. some people are going to be averse to guard. Make sure you develop some sort of skill. Mm. Uh, or some other thing that you can barter mm-hmm. uh, in a situation, whether it's carpentry skills, whether it's, I don't know, brewing, distilling, that type of a thing. I'm going to learn to be a trapper. Um, figuring out how to dry goods, right? Long-term storage. People f- will need that. I had a friend who uh, went into engineering because uh, essentially he's a prepper and he figured that uh, long-term that would be a very marketable skill to have. What's funny about when I watch like extreme preppers or stuff like that, when I see that kind of stuff, I, I watch it and it's sensationalized, obviously, because right. that otherwise it wouldn't be good television or people wouldn't watch it. I guess good is subjective. Mm. But uh, when I see stuff like that and I see what they're doing, I just go, that's what my grandparents did. Right. That's just how they lived. Right. They had, you know, a root cellar. They would can, you yeah. know, everything that they garden that they couldn't use yeah. right away. Uh, when holidays or birthdays, stuff like that came around, they would give that kind of a thing. Like, yeah. oh, here's some jams yeah. that I saved for you for your birthday. I know you like the raspberry. Yeah, you you know, were weird if you didn't know how to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. If you weren't at least a little bit self-sufficient. But now we have supermarkets and pasteurization. Yeah. So you don't have to do all that stuff. You just go to the market, grab what you need for the day, for the week, whatever. The idea is to, for whatever it is that you can't do or don't do, have something available that you can do or barter for the things that you need. Absolutely. Uh, So there are people who are stocking up on all sorts of things around the planet, around Mm -hmm. the globe. And, uh, you know, I could think of, uh, oh, I don't know, tobacco, for example. Mm. Alcohol, cigarettes, and ammo. That'll be a good one. Yep. Yep. Um, so, you know, whatever it is that you're into, that you're knowledgeable about, or that you can make a hobby out of, uh, that would be a skill that you would want to harvest. Bathtub moonshine. Mm. Well, <laughs> I, I've had some of that, and it is dangerous, let me tell you. 603-283-6160. How prepared are you for a food shortage? Are you seeing the shelves empty where you live? Give us a call and let us know. More Free Talk Live is coming up. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. And we're back. Yes, welcome back, and thank you for tuning in to Free Talk Live. 
The telephone number is 603-283-6160. Should you wish to join us, we'll get to your calls momentarily. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Zephin. And Richie Rich. And uh, we have a special caller. Let's go right away to Nikki, who is our normally normally a uh, Sunday host here on Free Talk Live, calling from California. Nikki, you're on Free Talk Live. What are you doing in sure California? Hey, guys. Yeah, that's uh, how dare the you, right? Uh, I don't want to speak Traitor. for the for the rest of the crew, but we miss you. Oh, I miss you guys too, and I miss being on the show. Well, you'll you'll be back sometime, right? You're not going to stay in California. Oh no 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 no! Right. I call am off the going rescue mission. Back, like four weeks. They they took off uh, one vegan and replaced you with another. Really? Yep. Oh yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah. <laughs> give me a second to, to figure out what you were saying. Yeah. In Zephin, aren't you from California? Indeed, I am. Unfortunately, it was not a good trade. Yeah, so. I'm just saying. So it so it appears we kind of switched places here. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, but I'm a I'm a pure blooded Granite Stater now. My pronouns are officially live free or die. So uh, that's awesome. I, I do want to talk about my pronoun, but not while we have Nikki. We'll talk about that after Nikki has said what she came to say. Nikki, you wanted to say something very specific, didn't you? What what is it? Yeah. So I well I wanted to share the. experience experience I've had with California thus far, because this is my first time being here. Um, Mm. Before I left, a lot of my friends in the Liberty community had some, you know, very serious concerns with me coming here. Um, Hey, uh, real quick, Nikki, Nikki, are you on speakerphone? Headphones in, do you want me to? Yeah, you just. How's this? Is this better? It's a little better. I was hoping you could pick up the phone, but that's fine. Well, I, I am now. I'm holding the phone. Oh, there we go. Uh, that's, that's that's much better. Go ahead. Thing. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so I came out here to to work at a birth center. So I'm more here for work stuff, which is why I'm out here for two months. But there were some things that really surprised me about California. In a good way first or a bad off, way? Both. Okay. Mm. So, so first was a good way. The family I'm staying with is actually really, really cool and relatively liberty-minded, which was very refreshing. Yeah. And most of the people I've met here, like I was expecting to meet mostly like the stereotypical California people, like hyper-liberal LA County people. Mm-hmm. And, I'd say like way too much Valley girls. <laughs> like, like. Yeah. But. To my, you know, to my surprise, most people here appear to be kind of liberty-minded. You know, I would say, like, conservatives that call themselves libertarian but aren't, like, quite yet at the philosophical libertarian level. Hmm. But I've been pleasantly surprised that most of the encounters I have had with people have been positive. Now, New Hampshire Uh, is a very small state by comparison to the rest of the states. Uh, New England oh, is yeah. full of small states. California is a very large state. Are you in Northern Cal, Southern Cal? No, I'm in L.A. County, so I'm in right, okay. Southern California. Even more surprising yeah. that those people haven't yeah. bounced to Texas already. Mm. Yeah, Because I know Northern California kind of resembles 
I don't know, like Oregon and Idaho a little bit. That's you know, where I'm from. Mountainous and, you know, it's not, uh, you know, full of cities and that kind of a thing. There's like farmland and all that kind of stuff. So, Oop, Nikki? Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. I heard some click in there. So, that's the CIA patching in or the FBI. Oh, uh, okay. Probably. <laughs> Most yeah. likely. This. So, um, I moved to New Hampshire in June of uh, last year, and this is the longest I've ever lived outside of California. And I, I agree with you, Nikki. There are quite a few people, honestly, there that are very live, live and let live. Uh, you know, you do as you want. Um, generally, the leftist or authoritarian or statist people in any geographical location, but even California, um, they tend to be the minority, but it's what the minority does when they feel like they're empowered um, to do so, that that you really see changes in, in culture and, and in politics and in legislation. And so I think that the, uh, that the political left and the authoritarians in California just have such a stranglehold on all of the institutions there, and that's what really... Uh, warps people's view of it. The average day-to-day Californians are just like the average day-to-day, um, you know, people in uh, Mexico or or Russia or even New Hampshire. They're just normal people trying to trying to get by. So that doesn't really surprise me. Yeah, and that's definitely what it seems like. And you know, I've brought up some of my serious concerns with, of, about California with some of the new friends I've made out here. And you know, so for example, like. Not having a constitutional carry mm. is a, I mean, and or I found standard out capacity I, magazines. Right. Yeah. Okay. One of the things I found out that was extremely shocking to me is they have a list of guns here, like the approved guns list yep. that you're allowed to have. Yeah. And some of the guns that didn't make that list don't even make sense. Yeah. Like, and some of the guns that aren't on that list are what the police there buy for their own personal carry. Yeah. On the job. Yeah, that sounds like a double standard to me, but, mm-hmm. yeah, what do I know? And then the other thing that surprised me was the sales tax. Hmm. They oh, almost yeah. have an 8% sales tax. Oh, no, here. yeah, it's terrible, yeah. I was, so, so, and how I found this out was I was buying a battery pack, like a little battery charger, right, mm-hmm. at Walmart, and it was $41 and some change, so I, I go up to buy it, and then it ends up being $45. And typically I'm not the type of person to complain about a few bucks, but I just mentioned it to the cashier. Mm. And her response was, oh yeah, the taxes. And I was like, yeah, but it's like $5 more. And she was like, yeah, the taxes. And I was like- It's like the prepared food tax here though. Well, but but now you know, like you you really feel those memes about, yeah, well it's 40 bucks, but $48 after theft. Yeah. Well, it's the culture, right? I mean, in in New Hampshire, we're a very, very fiscally conservative people here. Um, Basically, the average New Hampshire resident is going like line by line and double checking what the New Hampshire government is doing. Meanwhile, there was a um, there is a passenger rail boondoggle project that they were trying to do that was apportioned for, I believe, about thirty five billion dollars. And over the course of 12 years, they uh, charged one hundred billion dollars for it. Um, and I was telling my mom this, and and she's like in California, right? right yeah. yeah, and she was like, "What? I I didn't even know that they started, and and they were already a hundred billion dollars in, and so it's just not a culture of uh, you know, keeping up to uh, what the government finances do, so they can charge as much uh 
income tax as they want, as much sales tax as they want. And uh, if you own any property there, you know how bad the property taxes mm-hmm. are. Everyone complains about the New Hampshire ones, but I feel like I died and went to heaven moving here. On the property um, tax? Yes, on the property tax. Okay. And and that's not even including the fact that I don't have to pay anything in sales tax or anything in income tax. Um, so it's really just a matter of different cultures. Like, like, like we were saying, um, day-to-day people... Uh, tend to have a common experience, but uh, as you can as you can tell there, that cashier was just very quick to just shrug it off. I mean, you know, oh, that's yeah. that's how it is. Yeah, and I and I think the being so hyper vigilant of what the government and the state is doing is kind of unique to New Hampshire because yep. I don't know of very many places where, I mean, we've really proven this with the Free State Project of how much stuff is actually getting done. Yep. As far as you know, like law and legislation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that as we continue to get more and more like-minded people here, I mean, there's so many people in California that I know still um, that continue to to fight there, and uh, they're very principled and libertarian. But you just got to get over to New Hampshire, man. Nikki, do you want to hang out? Do you have more to say? Yeah, sure. All right, stand by. We'll bring you back. 603-283-6160 is the number if you'd like to join us more with Nikki Sunshine and the rest of the Sunday Night Crew coming up here on Free Talk Live. Nice to see your back. I am back. See my back. If you turn around, I can see your back. Oh, there! Bitcoin.com is on your back. Wow. Well, this is my uniform shirt. It was just tossed to me one day in the <laughs> studio. You know, we don't have Mark any here. like real attire requirements here on Free Talk Live. There's not like a you know a uniform requirement. Generally, folks will wear something they're into, like Bitcoin, for example. Or what are you wearing? What do you got? Um, so America eat. still got to speak into the microphone. I was just at the uh, 250th anniversary commemoration of the Pine Tree Riot. Oh, earlier. we should talk more about that. Yep. But, but let's uh, let's Hang continue on, on. Let's talk. Okay. Let's continue on with Nikki instead of hanging up on her like Richie Rich wanted to. <laughs> Nikki, you still with us? Don't hang up on me. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have let him. Don't worry. I haven't been on the show oh, for, for four weeks. And you guys are already trying to hang up on me. It seems like a year has gone by. <laughs> I know. It feels like I, I'm in this weird stage where it feels like I've been here for an eternity, but it also feels like I just got like, I can't believe that I've already been here for a month. It feels like so strange. It's the California time warp. Yeah, that's how I felt living there, especially when I was leading up to wanting to move. It was like, I'm I'm never leaving this place. It's just, it's never ending. You're like, I can't believe I've been here for like 25 years already. Well, it's, the, it's the Hotel California. You could check out anytime yeah. you like, but you can never leave. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Like, I totally get why people live here. It's beautiful. It's warm. You know, you got the coast, the beaches. But... But it's California. It's just something... <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's it's really made me appreciate my home. It's really made me appreciate the Northeast and New Hampshire specifically. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm going to be visiting a, a family in August, and my wife's looking forward to it. I'm quite frankly dreading it. Um, and I have a feeling that when I'm actually there and when I realize, oh, well, I'm disarmed, I'm having to pay these 8%, uh, uh, you, you mentioning that gave me some real PTSD. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, seriously. Um, and, uh, it'll really give me an appreciation of, uh, of being out here. So I'm sorry that you're having to go through that. What uh, other observations have you made while you're there, Nikki? Um, everything's brown because I'm in the desert, which mm. is, I'm used to, it just makes New Hampshire seem so luscious. Like mm-hmm. we have so much grass and the mountains are covered in trees in the winter. You know, obviously most of the leaves fall, but right before that you have the beautiful autumn colors. And then even after the leaves fall pretty shortly after you get some snow. So you have that, like, um, the glistening, like sparkling snow like the fresh snow on the mountains but here all of the mountains are naked they're just Mm. they're just brown well that's from the wildfires don't forget our nearly 1,000 lakes that we have in the state in california no in new hampshire there's 1,000 lakes nearly a thousand lakes yeah i thought that was minnesota Mm -mm. no uh minnesota um that's like their motto land of a thousand lakes minnesota has a lot more than that it it does, but yeah. their motto or their yeah. state slogan or whatever it is. Yeah. Um. So Nikki, you're in the desert. Uh, you're in California. Yeah. I know you're there on sort of a mission. You know, self improvement. You know, stuff that you want to do. You know, for we'll we'll call it career stuff. Uh, have you had a chance to relax? I know that in the California desert area, uh, folks put on what are known as desert parties. And that is to say, like, a band will get together and, you know, they'll get a generator and they'll invite a bunch of people out to the middle of frickin' nowhere and fire up the generator and all their band equipment and, you know, bring a keg out, that kind of thing. Have you had any <laughs> desert parties? No, but that sounds awesome. But I will tell you what I have. I have picked up a new a little hobby while I've been out here, mm. and that is line dancing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, which I totally didn't expect to pick up while I was in California. But it was funny, the very first night that I got here, um, the woman that I'm staying with here brought me to her favorite local country western bar. And at first I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. I'm I'm not really into country music that much. But uh, she said there'd be dancing, and I love to dance. Any kind of dancing, I'm, I'm down. And it was so much fun to the point where I might open a country bar in New Hampshire. And <laughs> Please do. Will, will you play bar. both kinds of music, country, country and, and Western? Western? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> nice, nice, healthy mix. I, I went to a country bar once uh, with my like half black friend and we didn't stay there very long. He's like, Rich, is this really what white people do at the bar? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't know, man. I don't go to the country bar either, but this was the one that was open and you wanted to go out. So here we are. So, yeah, we bolted out of there real quick. Anything else, Nikki? Definitely, yeah. Go ahead. What was that? Oh, I was just saying, anything else? This Uh, part where you get dropped if you don't say something interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess. I guess that's it, Ben. Well, thank you for having me on. I you guys. All right. I will try to call in next Sunday as well. Yes, feel free to continue to report on the state of 
or lack of freedom in in California as it compares to New Hampshire and update us on how you're doing as well. Uh, We'll keep the seat warm for you. Zephan is here tonight. Uh, We've had Steve Classic filling in for you, and while they're both doing a fine job, they're they're no Nikki Sunshine. Oh, I appreciate that, Captain. Thanks for the call. You guys have a great rest of your show. Peace. Nikki Sunshine, everybody. Yay! (laughs) All right, so uh, I had mentioned earlier, this is this is pretty big news for me. Captain's figured out his pronouns. Because, like, I've just ignored the whole pronoun thing, right? And, like, I, I don't even care. Uh, apparently, there are some companies now, if you go to work for them, that they require you to put pronouns, your preferred pronouns, in, like, your email auto signature yep. if you work for them and, and that kind of a thing. And I'm just like, that's just such BS. I, I would never want to work for a company that had that as a policy. Uh, and so I've just largely ignored the whole thing. Uh, but then I looked up, like, the definition of pronoun, and I was like, oh, well, I can get creative with this. And so I thought about it for As a while. As that whole pronoun community has. <laughs> I thought about it for a while, and it, and it took me a minute to come up with what I feel is my preferred pronoun. Now, singular, I only oh, have one. Okay. It's not pronouns. If you want to make it plural, just add an S. I guess, at at the end of it. But I first wanted to point out what the definition of pronoun is. This is just uh, from, I think it's from dictionary.com. A word that can function by itself as a noun phrase and that refers to either the participants in the discourse, e.g. I, you, or to someone or something mentioned elsewhere in the discourse, e.g. she, it, or this. Which is why I just say proper nouns and then you avoid this whole pronoun catastrophe right uh and this is not an amateur noun you know it's not a semi-pronoun right they're not in like the minor leagues or anything this is a proper pronoun it's american nouns not the canadian nouns the european (laughs) nouns but also because of the creativity um i decided that i was going to use an abbreviation of what is it could be one word or two words depending on how you look at it and it's in its non-abbreviated form is a word i cannot say on radio however in its abbreviated form i can totally say it on radio how was that even a thing right so so i know that's a big lead up to to what it is but my here here we are drum roll please my preferred pronoun is mofo Oh, oh, all okay. right. M O F O. That's M as in Michael. O F as in Frank. O mm. Mofo. Okay. Right. Because like you can use it in a sentence. You know, it's like, well, the captain was doing a thing, and then Mofo screwed it up. <laughs> right. That totally makes sense. It works as a pronoun. Okay. What do you think? Would you um Would you feel comfortable with having uh the uh, put in front of it in, on occasion if if, if people mofo. thought yeah, if it, if if people it makes, thought it helped the flow of the sentence. If story. it makes grammatical sense, far out, mm-hmm. solid, and right on, man. Right. I think that's mofo why approves. Using, I think that's why there's normally two pronouns. You got to pick the other one because, like, he, him, or she, her, right? Those pronouns. My pronoun is also non gender specific. Okay. Mm, true. I get it. But th- what, what I'm saying is those pronouns work in different parts of the sentence. Mm-hmm. And does mofo work all the way? I don't know. Give me an example of a sentence and, and then we'll put mofo in it. See if it works. <laughs> um, mofo hit the ball instead of he hit the ball. Or uh, she was talking to mofo instead of she was talking to him. Does yeah. it work? Yeah. Okay. Sounds like it. Did. I mean, to me, those sound okay. perfectly acceptable sentences. All right. 
right? I mean, it it could almost be Mofo, a, a name, but like it's also a pronoun. It can function as a noun, right? Noun, person, place, or thing, right? So, uh, d- you know, Mofo's over there. We're we're getting to a place in society where that will be a name soon. Have you seen Mofo? <laughs> 603-283-6160. This mofo will be here for more Free Talk Live. Hour number two is coming up. Free Talk Live. And that's how I derail a conversation. But but are we still gone? And we're back. Oh, we are back. Okay, I was just I needed that confirmation that we were indeed back. We are back. Thank you. It is free talk live. In case you're wondering what sort of nonsense you might be listening to, the telephone number here. If you'd like to join us and tell us whether we're being serious or nonsensical, or talk about really whatever is on your mind, the telephone number six zero three two eight three. 6160. We've got uh, a call on hold right now. The phones are otherwise open. So 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Zephan. And Richie Rich. So if you missed it in the previous segment, I, I announced my preferred pronoun as mofo. Singular pronoun. Singular pronoun. Mofo. Preferred pronoun is mofo. I took... I mean, I thought about this for a good long time. It took me... All of 15 minutes while falling asleep last night. (laughs) Maybe as much as 20 minutes to... (laughs) No, I had looked up the definition of pronoun because I I keep bumping into it, right? Because it's this whole... it's, It's trendy now to like have pronouns. And I've just been ignoring it because I'm like, whatever, it'll go away. And then I thought, well, maybe I could... Much as I do with titles, I like to make fun of titles, which is why the Lord, Doctor, Reverend, Captain, Kick-Ass, Buckshot, Esquire, if you will, is a thing that comes out of my mouth on a regular basis. Yeah, I want to know where the Buckshot Esquire came from. That seemed new. It, it surprised me that you didn't do this sooner because names are kind of your thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, art takes time, man. Patience, mm. right? You got to let it... True. You gotta let it simmer well, and stew. And... Well, I mean, and given your rule, shouldn't somebody have given you... Your your pronoun, like, because that was your rule with a lot of your I, other names I, and titles. I can say for a, a fact, multiple people in my life have referred to me as mofo, <laughs> and not even necessarily. Sometimes in the way I'm saying it, mm. the abbreviated way, but right. definitely in the not abbreviated way as well. Just so. walk into a room. Have you seen that mofo? Oh yeah, Kevin's <laughs> over there. That sort of thing. Yeah, so uh, let's go to your calls and thoughts, because that's what we do here on Free Talk Live. Uh, we have Major Payne calling from Michigan. Major, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Now, are are you back with a full frontal assault, or are you back with your back? I'm back in black. Hit the sack? It's been so well, long, hit, I'm glad to be back. Okay. Hit the, hit the sack, Jack. All right. <laughs> now, as far as, as far as your mofo thing, mm-hmm. without mofos, there would no, be no bros or hoes. Mm. Oh, so we need mofos. Valid point. Yes, bros and hoes are the result of mofos. Yes, yes. Now, as far as Minnesota goes, their thing on the license plate is a land of ten thousand lakes. Yeah. Ten thousand, not a thousand. Thank well, you. Yeah, and there, but there's been an ancient pissing match between Michigan and Minnesota, and who's got the most lakes? And what it comes down to is where does a farm pond become a lake? 
You know what I'm saying? Like when the government so decrees it to be so. A mile and a half right. long by a half mile wide, or you know, how many how many cubic acres or whatever? I I don't know the but, answer. Yeah, when when does a pond become a lake? I don't know. Oh. LRN.FM. We're gonna have to let you go. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can't say the the p word there. No, you can't. Uh, it's one of the seven Carlin words that. Uh, you know, uh, the FCC frowns upon, and sadly, uh, it, to me, it seems completely innocuous, uh, but uh, the FCC deems otherwise, so uh, feel free to call again tomorrow. But the ears get perked up in the radio studio when we hear it. Yeah, well, good thing we talked about it before, because there's a T word, too, that um, yes. that I think is even more innocuous than the P word. And the Texas and, Institute of Technology and Science? Yes, that yes, one. Yes, that one. Uh, it's funny, too, because there's a bank that's, uh, I, I don't want to call it popular, that's um, uh, around many places in New Hampshire called TD Bank. Mm. And if you say it quickly, it sounds different than what <laughs> I just said. Right? And and uh, um, Elon Musk uh, made that one tweet saying that uh, if he got the company, he would remove the W and make it... In Twitter. Yes, yeah. yes. Make and it not no so, longer Twitter. So would we be allowed <laughs> to say that on air, the name of a company? Oh, it's a brand name at right? that point. Yeah. It, it would be the name of a company at that point. So. I mean, when the Funky Noodle, formerly known mm. as Pho... Keen, great. Right. We we have said that many times in there, but being very deliberate mm. in our delivery and very slow of said vernacular. Yes. Uh, every now and again, we'd have to, you know, hey, slow down when you say that, mm. you know, kind of a thing. But yeah, yeah, we are a radio program for those of you listening. That means we are broadcast on actual radio, and we must, sadly. Abide by the FCC. They are our daddy. Um, we uh, yeah, we don't want to get the beat down. But I get it. We knew what he was saying. We knew what he meant. Yeah, didn't seem all that offensive. Yeah. So six zero three two eight three six one six zero ten thousand lakes. I was off by a factor of ten. Yeah. I knew Minnesota was known for their number of lakes. I just didn't recall the actual number. So my apologies to any Minnesotans out there. Oh, you betcha, yeah. Uh, <laughs> to me, uh, growing up in Wisconsin, there's not a lot of difference between the uh, Illinois, the Wisconsin, the uh, Iowa, uh, the Minnesota. That's all kind of the same accent to me. Mm. And it's uh, almost Canadian. Uh, kind of, kind of, except there's no boots. It's not a boot. Okay. It's, it's mm. about Okay. Right. Like it's specifically pronounced in a non-Canadian way to like differentiate them. Mm. But my favorite uh, Wisconsinisms are, oh yeah, don't you know Dare Hey? <laughs> like Dare Hey, D E R space H E Y. Yep. Don't ask. It's just like a a way to end your your statements. You know, Richie Rich uh, had a particularly bad episode of Free Talk Live. Dare Hey. Oh wow. And it's just, I don't even, it doesn't really have a meaning. It's just a way to like, it's almost like CB radio talk when you're like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and blah, 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 over, right? It's mm. almost like that, where it's like, I pass the turn to speak to you, mm. you know? So Dare Hey is one of those things. Um, and then Don't You Know? Oh, yeah, Don't You Know? Ah, uh, that one I've heard before. Yeah. Don't, but it's like pronounced D O N C H A. Yeah. Don't you? 
That like, seems like a Canadian thing, though, too. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. so close. Yeah, yeah. But then there's also, um, I'll, I'll spell them for you because this is how they're pronounced. There's uh, N-O-L-M-P, nope. And then there's Y-A-L-M-P, yomp. And it's yes and no, hmm. right? Like, hey, did you did you see the game the other day? Yomp. You know? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, do, do you think that guy should have been kicked out? Nope. Californians have this thing where um, essentially the last word that they say is the w- one that they mean. So essentially, if uh, if you're asking me a question like, oh, did you go to the movie? Um, yeah, you no. Would say, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. I've been using yeah, no a lot recently because somebody pointed out that it's completely useless and they don't like it. Now, I kind of agree, but because I've heard it now, it just comes out. You I'll could get also, aggressive with you could it. also add addendums to it. You could say, "Yeah, no, totally," or "Yeah, no, for sure," um, and it, you know, you could just keep adding and adding, and uh, you know, I get aggressive with that. Like, pick one. Yeah, it's a yes or no question. Yeah, you can't say both. Uh, but but I've, I'm well traveled around the United States, so I, I pick up different lingo mm, yeah. from wherever it is that I've been. Uh, Southernisms, mm, right? Those I, are fun. I, I love y'all. I, I, my favorite isn't yeah. y'all, but it's all y'all. All y'all. Mm. Like, are y'all going to the game or are all y'all going to the game? <laughs> right? And it's like a totally different subset of the people that you're talking about, right? I still love those Jeff Foxworthy bits. Mm. Oh, you might be a redneck and, you know, Some yeah. yeah. Uh, Mom and M, right? Mom and M went down to the store. Right? Jeet yet. Yawn too. Jeet yet. Yeah. People from the South, though, think that they own y'all because when I tweet, Y'all, there's. I have a lot of uh, Southern followers that are like, "Hey, that's that's not your word. You're culturally appropriating us, or whatever." What, really? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I I have definitely a. I still say it, so but I. I say it in a non-Southern accent, right? Yeah. Like, hey, are y'all? You know, I don't. I, hey, are y'all? Going, you know, <laughs> hey, I don't. Y'all, y'all. Yeah. I can do that. I can talk like I'm from Alabama. <laughs> right? Get all nasally. Right? Wouldn't be prudent. Right? Sound like Ross Perot? He was from Texas. <laughs> Texas yeah. billionaire. Well, whatever. Okay. Yeah, he's still nasally. Texas, Alabama. It's a lot better than you guys, which is what Californians use for some Yeah, well, because that's gendered. Yeah. You guys is Midwest as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so. 603-283-6160. Coming up, we will talk about how democracies spy on their citizens. Ah. This is Free Talk Live. What is it? And we're back. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. All right. You feel better? I do. Okay, great. Six zero three. Plus, you said it off microphone. So. Well, I, I was, I was mouthing it to you to make sure that you got to say it, but then okay. you were like, "That's my line." So, six zero three two eight three six one six zero is the telephone number here for you talk live. Again, six zero three two eight three six one six zero. In the studio, it's myself, the captain, Zephan, and Richie Rich. All right, so this comes from NewYorker.com. So you know it's quality journalism. The headline is, How Democracies Spy on Their Citizens, The Inside Story of the World's Most Notorious Commercial Spyware and the Big Tech Companies Waging War Against It. 
This is from April 18th. The Parliament of Catalonia, the autonomous region in Spain, sits on the edge of Barcelona's old city in the remains of a fortified citadel constructed by King Philip V. That's probably the fifth. To monitor... (laughs) Roman numerals, right? I'm not Roman. What do I know? Okay. You're the titles guy. Come on. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I wonder. I wonder if I should put like an I. Mm, yeah, the, the first. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm going to skip a bunch of this uh, because it's just really lead up to. That's what I do with uh, New York articles. <laughs> yeah, something about something. Uh, blah blah blah. In 2017, as Catalonia prepared for a referendum on independence, Spanish police arrested at least 12 separatist politicians. On the day of the referendum, which received the support of 99%, I'm sorry, 90% of voters despite low turnout, police raids of polling stations injured hundreds of civilians. Leaders of the independence movement, some of whom live in exile across Europe, now meet in private and communicate through encrypted messaging platforms. One afternoon last month, Jordi Sole, a pro-independence member of the European Parliament, met a digital security researcher... Uh, Elias Campo in one of the Catalan Parliament's ornate chambers. Sole, who's 45 and wore a loose-fitting shirt, suit, sorry, handed over his cell phone, a silver iPhone 8 Plus. He'd been getting suspicious texts and wanted to have the device analyzed. Campo, a soft-spoken 38-year-old with tousled dark hair, was born and raised in Catalonia and supports independence. It's really painting a picture in my mind. Mm. Yeah. He spent years working for WhatsApp and Telegram in San Francisco, but recently moved home. I feel, in a way, it's kind of duty, Campo told me. He now works as a fellow at the Citizens Lab, a research group group, group based at the University of Toronto that focuses on high-tech human rights abuses. Campo collected records of Sole's phone activity, including crashes it had experienced, then ran specialized software to search for spyware designed to operate invisibly. As they waited, Campo looked through the phone for evidence of attacks that take varied forms. Some arrive through WhatsApp or as an SMS message that seem to come from known contacts. Some require a click on a link, and others operate with no action from the user. Those Camp- are the most insidious ones. Yes. There was one that did that where it, it took over your phone just by you receiving the text message. Uh. I had uh, one of these recently. I got a text from a girl that I used to know in the Seattle area. I haven't heard from her in five years or something like that. Uh, and it just said, hi. That's all it said. And, like, I know this girl well enough to, like, if she were trying to say hello to me, she would say far more than just hi. Mm-hmm. Right? So I just, I said hi back. And then it turned into a thing, and I knew it wasn't her, and I was like, block, delete, right? Got rid of all of that. So something like this has happened to me recently. Uh, Campo identified an apparent notification from the Spanish government's social security agency, which used the same format as links to malware that the Citizen Lab had found on other phones. With this message, we have the proof that at some point you were attacked, Campo explained. Soon, Sole's phone vibrated. This phone tested positive, the screen said. Campo told Sole there's two confirmed infections from June of 2020. In those days, your device was infected. They took control of it and were on it probably for some hours downloading, listening, and recording. So now you know, children, never put down your cell phone. (laughs) 
<laughs> Otherwise, it might get taken over by the I, government. You got to look I, at I that thing twenty four. I don't think that's a suggestion I, you want to make to oh, young people. Okay, I, I detect a hint of sarcasm, but <laughs> I'm not really sure. It's <laughs> Richie Rich we're talking about. Uh, so, phone had been infected with a Pegasus virus or a peg or with Pegasus, a spyware technology designed by NSO Group. An Israeli firm, which can extract the contents of a phone. Looking at you, Zephan. Uh, yes, it's me, the Jew that's controlling the world. <laughs> well, I mean, at least you, you uh, cop to it. Right? <laughs> the, the first admission you'll ever get. Hey, I'm honest. Uh, so it can extract the contents of a phone, giving access to its text photographs. It can activate its camera or microphone to provide real-time surveillance, exposing, say, confidential meetings. Pegasus is useful for law enforcement seeking criminals or for authoritarians looking to quash dissent. Soleil had been hacked in the weeks before he joined the European Parliament, replacing a colleague who had been imprisoned for pro-independence activities. There's been a clear political and judicial persecution of people and elected representatives, Soleil told me, by using these dirty things, these dirty methodologies. In Catalonia, more than 60 phones owned by Catalan politicians, lawyers, and activists in Spain and across Europe have been targeted using Pegasus. This is the largest forensically documented cluster of such attacks and infections on record. Mm. Among the victims are three members of the European Parliament, including Sole. Catalan politicians believe that the likely perpetrators of the hacking campaign are Spanish officials, and the Citizens Lab analysis suggests that the Spanish government had used Pegasus. A former NSO employee confirmed that the company has an account in Spain. Government agencies, of course, did not respond to requests for comment. The results of the Citizens Lab investigation are being disclosed for the first time in this article. I spoke with more than 40 of the targeted individuals, and the conversations revealed an atmosphere of paranoia and mistrust. Soleil said that Well kind- placed... If they're confirmed to having been hacked. Definitely. So they said that kind of surveillance in a democratic country and democratic states, I mean, it's unbelievable. To um, This article hasn't really provided a lot of context in regards to the Catalonian plight in general. So just for the uh, listeners who are unaware, um, there is a subgroup of people that reside within Spain um, called the Catalonians. They speak their own language. They have their own uh unique culture and uh, history. They're their own people, essentially. Um, and they they live uh, close to the Barcelona area. And obviously, if you know anything about Spain, that gives Spain a lot of its tourism revenue. And so they recently voted to become independent. And given the fact that uh, Spain likes that tourism money, they, uh, they've bashed heads in and have done what governments do best, which is oppress their people. 603-283-6160. Coming up, we'll talk more about how governments are using commercial spyware and how the industry has grown. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is next. Are we? We are. Oh, okay, 
good. That's my shtick. If you hear it, it means we are. I just Otherwise, wanted to make I sure. I, 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 you were unclear. Oh. <laughs> Mofo. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> See, and, and now the pronoun comes full circle. Nice callback. Well done. 603-283-6160. That's the telephone number here at Free Talk Live. If you'd like to call in, join us, talk about what we're talking about, talk about something else, change the subject. If you're not into what we're talking about, that's just fine. 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Zephan. And Richie Rich. Uh, I do need to tell you that Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. You can go there now and click on Get Started at the top of the page. Once you do that... You'll find all sorts of valuable information neatly organized to suit your needs. What are you doing over there, Richie? Rich? Are you feeling yourself up or what? Oh, you're you pointing out Bitcoin. Pointing I was out that you got a B because okay. I'm wearing right. the Bitcoin.com shirt. I thought you were like, you know, trying to shake it. No, I'll just I'll flex know, the pecs. Trying to, trying to jig, jiggle your your twitters. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's no longer any excuse for ignoring this important world-changing information. If you're already a knowledgeable crypto user, you can check out news.bitcoin.com to get the latest headlines of all the news that's relevant to you. Bitcoin.com is your source for everything crypto, like getting a wallet, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news, all on a slick and easy-to-use website. Please visit bitcoin.com. All right, uh, we are going to continue talking about commercial spyware and that type of a thing but we have a caller let's go to sarah in new mexico sarah you're on free talk live yes have you ever heard of the planet called hadron hadron yeah hadron and it's it's the the word hedonic comes from that planet how do you spell so it it's a, um h e uh, H-E-D-R-O-N, Hadron. Hadron. Okay, I got you. I've never heard of it, you guys? Yeah. I've heard of K-Pax. What, what about no, Hadron? But, um, well, I mean, they became, the word hedonic means like sense gratification, like pleasure-oriented. Right, like right. Yeah, hed- hedonic, and then became so hedonic that they actually blew the whole planet up from a nuclear fission, a nuclear war, and it blew up the whole planet now it is um now it is a uh, orbit now they have just like a trace uh like a you know like a orbit that but it was the closest like planet to planet? the earth well it's a, it's like like so there's like debris that's just uh okay. what asteroid belt that's what they call it. it it's a it's a yeah asteroid belt that's around the planet and it blew itself up and what's interesting about this is that um supposedly one third of the the souls were deemed um, to be uh, to save, so they reincarnated in the earth, and they came as uh, as Jewish people, like Jews. Oh man! So, uh, yeah. All right. There's the. I was thinking Scientology and whatever right. those yeah, volcano people. Waiting are for the tie-in. This from Wikipedia. Jews, okay, got uh, it. Uh, I'm sorry. No, it's <laughs> it's not from Wikipedia. It's from Encyclopedia dot 
summitlighthouse.org. I've never heard of this before. Sounds it right? looks just like Wikipedia. Uh, it says, Hadron was at one time a planet in the solar system, once a paradise of beauty and culture. Hadron contained within its casual body a divine plan for golden age civilization. The other references I found to Hadron are from the science fiction series Doctor Who mm. over on the TARDIS.Fandom.com website. And then also there is a reference to Hadron... Uh, where is it? Uh, it's Super Mario, apparently. Wow. So, okay. yeah, that that's what I was able to find just as Sarah was talking. Yeah. Um, right, and, then, and then, okay, and then the article that I read was from the Summit Lighthouse article. There you but go. I, I, I don't know, but you got in more detail about they had that Golden Age civilization, very advanced technology. But um, the thing is, the, the member had the, the Jewish people are always called the chosen people. Yes, Zeppelin, that, tell us more. Any, right, the, the chosen people, that's the explanation within this planet, is that they're not chosen because they're any better than anybody else, but the, the fact that they were chosen out of the one they're supposed to be put to the second death. They were one-third of that chosen one out of the planet blowing up. There was those one-third of the soul that were saved. Okay. That's why I'm, they one were of, chosen. I'm one of those uh, I'm one of those Jews that actually chose the Jewish life. The Jewish life didn't choose me. Oh, uh, darn. So, so you are, are not uh, your you're, you're not um, uh, hereditarily Jewish. No, I, I went through a year and a half long conversion process. Okay, yeah. all right. I had that question earlier, but I More than neglected to ask it before the, before the show. Um, and, and there are many people who do that. Mm-hmm. Um, as a comedian, I have made fun of all religions, including the Jewish religion. It's a fun one to make fun of. And and people <laughs> and people are like, "Well, you're anti-Semitic." It's like, no, I'm a comedian, and mm-hmm. I make fun of all the religions, right? So, and I have uh, insanely. Uh, but, but when are you going to show us your picture of Muhammad? Uh, you know, I burnt it. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> so I had something else I was alluding to, and I've lost my train of thought. So, Derailed it again. So well done, Richie Rich. Uh, is that mm-hmm. f- but are you Jewish as a comedian? If you're Jewish, you can make fun of yourself. You know that. Well, I, okay. I I do that all the time. Yeah, I make fun of everybody personally. I mean, um, even if I wasn't Jewish, I would I would make fun of Jews because they're fun to make fun of. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what they're talking about that is that hereditary. Do you have to be genetically Jewish? No. So, so that that makes sense. That, that, that they are the chosen. Well, the ones from Hadron. The, 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 the Hadron that got re, that was saved. So the other two thirds were put to the second death, which is the Lake of the Fire. What 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 that means is that your soul becomes no longer a soul. Your your soul becomes like energized. Um, and it gets put into the energy pool. That's what I'm talking about. That's, that's the second day. They're, they're, God's not going to torture you and burn you in hell forever. It just means that you do, you lose your soul as an identity. You just get put in the back in the melting pot. Does that make the Large Hadron Collider a Jewish conspiracy? That, oh, man, I'm glad you brought that up because when she said Hadron, that's the first thing I well, thought of. And when I think of the Large Hadron Collider, I think to myself, is there also a medium Hadron Collider? Well, and um, <laughs> the interesting thing about Hadron is that's actually where we used to store our uh, Jewish space lasers. But once, uh, you know, once the planet collapsed in on itself, we had to move them to the moon. <laughs> I thought they, they, Sarah, sent, thanks for the they call. sent one Hadronite to Earth to save it. Mm, yeah. So I just space I just want to point out to everybody that we have confirmed the Jewish lasers do exist or did <laughs> and, and, and were bill. stored at Hadron <laughs> apparently. So things you only hear on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I got the inside scoop. 
<laughs> uh, thanks for the call, Sarah. We appreciate it. Um, I don't know anything about this website. The Summit Lighthouse Ascended Master Free Encyclopedia. They so, they co-opted the Wikipedia. It looks style. exactly like Wikipedia. Like I thought it was Wikipedia until That's I they scrutinized, and I'm like, wait, this isn't Wikipedia. Mm. Good thing they can't hide their real URL anymore. It's the off-brand Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> it's the new New England version, Wikipedia. <laughs> it's totally trademark. Pike your car around the corner. It's wicked. It's wicked strange. All right, let's uh, let's go back to talking about the uh, software, the mm. end of democracy, and how democracies use spyware. So, commercial spyware has grown into an industry estimated to be worth twelve billion dollars so far. Is mm. it really spyware anymore, though? Like, I I feel that the average person gives up all their information voluntarily. And you don't really need to spy on so many people anymore. I think it depends on what you mean by voluntarily. I mean, I mean, putting all your information into Twitter and Facebook and sharing every little detail about what you had for dinner last night but on there, social media. But there are certain things that I think most people don't think about. Like, for example, when they're looking stuff up on Google. Sure, we all know this stuff because we've looked into it. But I think that when people are searching things up on Google, they're not thinking, oh, there's this algorithm that's tracking my each and every move. So I don't know if those people are necessarily consenting to it. I would say that most people, while in the legal sense of consenting, right, EULAs and that type of a thing, have clicked the yes button and agreed to Lord knows what. Right. You know, in in that respect, sure, legally they're consenting, but that's that's a sticky wicket. Because if they don't understand what they're signing, should they be held to it? We'll talk more about this coming up. This is Free Talk Live. And we're back. And we're back. Not just we're back. And we're back. back. That never gets old. Yeah. Uh, I think I've mentioned it before on this show. that I used to play Madden, the NFL video game. And there were several versions. Like if you'd hit pause, when you would unpause, they would always say something. You're like, welcome back to the game. Let's get back to the game on the field. And welcome back. And welcome back to the game. Welcome back to the game on the, like all these different, slightly different iterations. And so I would just sit there and pause and unpause to get through all of them <laughs> until I was like, I'm pretty sure I've gone through all of them and heard them all now. Mm. So. And to be fair, that's like my shtick for the podcast that I do. It is. But I only say it once at the beginning. Mm. And I don't take breaks. So it's only like once a week that you got to hear that. And but the captain does the point at me, and then that's my line. So yeah, that's what I said. Uh, I have one carryover from the Kick-Ass podcast that uh, I used to do when I was uh, in the Seattle, Washington area, and that is at the end of the show, I say thanks, peace, because mm. I like that as a closing. It is something that I wish upon my fellow man, mm-hmm. you know. And also, I want to thank people for listening. So thanks and peace. Yeah, is, I've is noticed. My closing. You, I've noticed that you do that when you close. I close with peace as well. It also seems appropriate. Yeah. So we've been talking about this article from The New Yorker, uh, where it talks a little bit about, they really have just barely touched, scratched the subject matter here, of commercial spyware. Now, for the sake of argument, we're just going to call it spyware because it is an industry. Okay. Right? And there are companies who specifically set out to become a spyware, quote-unquote, company. 
So for the sake of, you know, continuing on with this article. Uh, I will not interrupt. The No, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. You, you have a legitimate point about do people consent or not consent when they click OK on these really long EULAs with a bunch of legalese in it. Or turn over all their information to social media companies. Yeah. The first rule of the Internet was, and in my opinion still is, don't put your real information online. Yeah. It was, was, and to me, always is the first rule of the internet. That's why us old people have handles. Right. Like, you just knew that guy by his handle, not because he ID verified with the company and only is allowed to put his real name on there. Yeah. So, uh, commercial spyware has grown into an industry estimated to be worth $12 billion. It is largely unregulated and increasingly controversial. In recent years, investigations by Citizen Lab and Amnesty International have revealed the presence of Pegasus on the phones of pol- politicians, activists, dissidents under repressive regimes. An analysis by Forensic Architecture, a research group at the University of London, has linked Pegasus to 300 acts of physical violence. It has been used to target members of Rwanda's opposition party and journalists exposing corruption in El Salvador. In Mexico, it appeared on the phones of several people close to the reporter Javier Valdez Cardenas, who was murdered after investigating drug cartels. Around the time that Prince Mohammed uh, Mohammed bin Salman of Saudi Arabia approved the murder of journalist Jamal Khashoggi, I'm not sure if Khashoggi. I'm... Khashoggi, thank mm. you. A longtime critic, Pegasus was allegedly used to monitor phones belonging to Khashoggi's associates, possibly facilitating the killing. Mm. Uh, that was in 2018. Uh, I wonder how many Pegasus... Uh, instances are on the phones of the january 6th insurrectionists that is a good question uh further reporting through a collaboration of news outlets known as pegasus project has reinforced the links between nso group and anti-democratic states but there is evidence that pegasus is being used in at least 45 countries and it is similar uh, it and similar tools have been purchased by law enforcement agencies in the United States and across Europe. There you go. Kristen Flynn Goodwin, a Microsoft executive who has led the company's efforts to fight spyware, told me, the big dirty secret is that governments are buying this stuff, not just authoritarian governments, but all types of governments. I, of course, all, to be all governments, governments are authoritarian. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> when I read that the first time, I was like, this person obviously doesn't quite understand the nature of government. They just have degreeing uh, sets of degrees, I guess, of, of authoritarian. Yes, varying, varying degrees, sets of degrees. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, you were going to say something a minute I ago. said soon to be authoritarian if they're not already. <laughs> right. I can't think of a government that's not authoritarian. Um, you know, maybe maybe Castle of One. Okay, maybe there's some sort Catalonia? of Catalonia. No, they're they're maybe in the software world. There's like governance. There's mm-hmm. like you know software policies, or uh, even in uh, smart contracts and that kind of a thing. Right. Uh, you know, there might be non-authoritarian governance, but not when it comes to the organization commonly referred as, to as government. As far as the article author is concerned, it's probably those regimes that are dictatorial. Yes. versus those that are democratically or howeverly elected. Right. And, and and it's always, well, not not my government. Everybody else's government. Oh, of course. Is yeah. government but not my government, right? Yeah, it's probably And it depends on how you define authoritarianism. I mean, um, in North Korea, they, they obviously have a very, very authoritarian government by their standards, but they would say 
um, they would say essentially capitalism, the fact that you have to go to work every day and uh, that you have to, um, you know, provide for uh, your own, I guess, and work under the the boot of the uh, bourgeoisie, that that is way more authoritarian than what they have. Yes. Uh, perspective yeah. also is is definitely a factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, NSO Group is perhaps the most successful, controversial, and influential firm in a generation of Israeli startups that have made the country the center of the spyware industry. I first interviewed Shalev Julio, NSO Group CEO, in 2019, and then I have had access to NSO Group's staff, offices, and technology. The company is in a state of contradiction and crisis. Its programmers speak with pride about the use of their software in criminal investigations. NSO claims that Pegasus is sold only to law enforcement and intelligence agencies, but also of the illicit thrill of compromising technology platforms. The company has been valued at more than a billion dollars. And I just want to comment on that because, like, as a guy who's done tech support, software QA, uh, and a little bit of, uh, we'll call it telephony program, systems programming, yeah. uh, system admin type stuff. Um, there is a thrill to be found in solving a problem, right? Mm-hmm. You encounter a thing and you figure out, or even a workaround. You're like, well, until our developers can you know, write a patch for that, we've created this workaround for you. There's a thrill in that. What I don't get is the thrill that somebody who works for a spyware company would get on subverting somebody's freedoms, you know, on, on otherwise uh, basically taking their freedom away because, you know, they clicked on a thing or they were sent a text or, or what have you. I, well, because you remove the humanity when you're talking about an enemy. Well, and have you ever seen a cat play with a mouse? I have. Yeah. I, okay. I, I guess I, to me that, uh, that's not something I think I would enjoy. No, yeah, is, is what I'm getting. Because you're because you're a human with empathy. That's why. Uh, perhaps, I've been called a psychopath recently mm. because I mentioned manifesting, and and somebody was like, you know, the last couple of people I've met that that talked about manifestation turned out to be psychopaths, and I thought to well, myself, well, you should probably figure out why you're manifesting that. Well, Hitler <laughs> drank water too. <laughs> And we covered the criteria for psychopaths on a recent episode. We did. That's true. So, uh, The company has been valued. Uh, this is uh, back to the article talking of NSO. Uh, the company has been valued at more than a billion dollars, but now it is contending with debt, battling an array of corporate backers, and according to industry observers, faltering in its longstanding efforts to sell its products to U.S. law enforcement, in part through an America branch, Westbridge Technologies. It also faces numerous lawsuits in many countries brought by Meta, formerly Facebook, Apple, and by individuals who have been hacked by NSO. The company said in its statement that it had been targeted by a number of politically motivated advocacy organizations, many with well-known anti-Israeli biases, and added that, We have repeatedly cooperated with governmental investigations where credible allegations merit and have learned from each of these findings and reports and improved the safeguards in our technologies. That sounds like word salad to me. It sounds like they're trying to cover up the fact that they know what they're doing. And it's bad. (laughs) Julio told me, this is the back to the article, Julio told me, I've never imagined in my life that this company would be so famous I never imagined that we would be so successful. He paused. Well, because if you're a spy company, you're not supposed to get caught. 
and I never imagined that it would be so controversial. How do you imagine that a, a spyware company is not going to be controversial? Everyone loves getting spied on, don't you know? Yeah, the fame I get, right? Like, you, you, well, have you ever installed a keylogger on your computer? Uh, I've done it just to see what it like, what it looks like, right? So, so that I could identify it if it were ever installed. Not by me on a piece of gear that I own. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So I wanted to see what that looks like. Plus, um, there's something to be said for, for white hat hacking. I don't know about you guys, but nothing makes me feel more relaxed than knowing that someone's breathing down my neck. Right? Yeah. I mean, what a comforting thought, yeah. right? If it's a masseuse, I'm for it. <laughs> 603-283-6160. Do you think that your phone has spyware on it right now? Give us a call. Let us know. This is Free Talk Live. Man, you almost forgot. I know. 603-283-6160. That is the telephone number here in the studio of Free Talk Live. It's the number you need to dial if you want to join us in our conversations tonight. We are here seven nights a week from 7 p.m. until 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Sometimes uh, our shows will get played, uh, you know, on repeat or uh, outside of those hours. So if you do want to call, please call between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern time. But we're here seven days a week. So, you know, if you missed your chance on any other nights, you could call it tonight or some other night. We're here seven days a week. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Seven. And Rich Rich. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of that here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video-sharing website competing with YouTube, and it is really taking off now with over a million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so now we're streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, you can download the desktop app over at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help Seed to keep it online forever. Visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. All right, so we were talking about uh, spyware, uh, Citizen Lab, and uh, some of their spyware offerings. And uh, we may come back to that. But earlier in the program, we had mentioned, uh, Zephan had mentioned, the anniversary of something called the Pine Tree Riot. Right, so this year is actually the 250th anniversary of the Pine Tree Riot, and Americans for Prosperity put on a, an event today. It had a 
seemed like about 150 people there, quite quite a few state reps and uh, about three state senators. But so uh, in my mind, knowing nothing about a pine tree riot, right. for example, I I I think of pine trees suddenly coming to life <laughs> and like you know I don't know throwing uh, Molotov cocktails and turning over police cars. Furs and, will not replace us. <laughs> you know, it's the riot. The pine trees are rioting. Okay. What what is a pine tree riot? So to give essentially uh, the Cliff Notes version of it, um, back back in the day, um, but when the New England colonies were under British control, um, the Parliament essentially made an edict uh, stating that all uh, trees that were above twenty four inches were the default property of England. So all and, trees. Yeah. Well, well, no. So that's that's the thing uh, that and and so this law was actually not enforced, but um, because, you know, for whatever reason. But then as time went on, um, they they lowered the threshold to be uh, 12 inches. Wow. And so that so the bonsais that, are now included. So, I was like, so, there goes my so, bonsai. So, so that that basically encompassed, um, you know, most trees. And the main reason why they had this regulation was because uh, back then the uh, the navy was the pride and joy of the uh, British military, and and the um, the pines that we have here are uh, they're very. Um, flexible and mm. so they make perfect masts to, to make um, old wooden ships out right of. yeah well and and the masts in particular they're they're the they're the perfect uh you know basically uh material for it and so um well if you conquer a land you get the you get the products of that land right and so um once the 12 inch um regulation was put into place uh on april uh 13th 1772 um County Sheriff um, Benjamin uh, Whiting um, and his deputy, John uh, Quigley um, of Francistown, were charged with delivering warrants and making arrests in the king's name for violation of, of this law. Okay. Um, and so they galloped into Ware, which is where the pine tree riot happened, no pun intended, um, and found major offender Ebenezer Mudgett, who promised to pay his fund the next day. Um, and then when the officials uh, then retired um, to the nearby Quimbley's Inn for an overnight stay, um, essentially what ended up happening was um, was uh, Ebenezer um, and some of uh, his men that were also violating it um, broke into uh, their their room and uh, and wrestled the two deputies and beat them with long poles. Whoa. Yeah, for for um, trying to enforce this unjust law. And so this. Um, oh, this, where is that spirit now? Yeah, amongst the locals. Yeah, and and so this um, historians actually say was the first spark that. Uh, began the American Revolution, right? Seventeen seventy-two, right. obviously. Yeah. You know, everybody thinks seventeen seventy-six. Yeah, this, um, you know, because the first thing that people say is the Boston Massacre, right? But the but the people from the Boston Massacre were actually inspired by this. And if you see, uh, if you see those flags that have the uh, pine tree on it, and then yeah. underneath it says "Appeal to Heaven." When I first saw those, I thought that that was a sort of a religious reference, but um, but no, it's actually a reference to uh, to this to this event. 
uh, to the pine tree riot. So how does a couple of guys beating a sheriff turn, like, how do they get the term riot involved? Um, because essentially the um, the the deputy sheriff um, didn't enforce the law, basically saying, like, oh, these people were a threat to my safety and, you uh, know, very similar to what I we feared for today. my life. Yeah, right. I feared for my life. And so uh, the the king wasn't able to enforce his, his edict. He wasn't able to get... Uh, um, to to punish these people for uh, um, and and to be fair, like just so that people have a greater picture, some people did comply, but the people that didn't comply were the ones that were actually punished the least. So, um, for every violation of the uh, um, of of that law, basically, there was a fifty pound uh, um, punishment, and then I think that the local judge that. Uh, ruled over the case of um, beating the sheriff, um, ended up giving them like a 100-shilling fine for beating the sheriff. <laughs> um, so literally uh, um, cutting down a tree, uh, and and that's on your own property, uh, one would think, um, is a thousand times worse than just beating a sheriff. Beating a sheriff. Yeah. <laughs> so, so to be clear, we're celebrating an attack on law enforcement. Indeed. And I get in trouble for that. Just... Just saying. Well, there, there's a difference between <laughs> celebrating something that happened in the past. Oh, okay. And potentially advocating for it. Okay. You know. Well, there's the, also the spirit of the act. There's also a time and a uh, place for everything, and clearly the the thing that worked out the best in that time uh, was to beat him. And who knows? Maybe we'll get ah. to that point again. Um, time only time will tell. Really, it was a good time. Since I, 1772. I, I have yeah. Back in 1772, I remember. No, I don't. You could just wrestle the sheriff, and if you win, you don't have to pay your fine. <laughs> I I have been thinking. I long for those days. Well, you pay for you pay a lesser fine for beating the sheriff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Somebody recently mentioned uh, the, the phrase "land of the free, home of the brave," and I thought to myself, uh, you know, outside of what we see with the you know the New Hampshire Liberty Movement, the Free State Project, and all the other you know sorts of folks who are coming here to you know like-minded people to try and change things, um, I don't see a lot of land of the free in the United States of America. Uh, do you see I, Home of the Brave? I, I certainly do not see Home of the Brave. Okay, yeah, just checking. They're the home of the quivering in their homes and triple vaxxing and masking. I, I, I now call it, because I'm a parody artist, I have a parody phrase that mm. I've made. It's Land of the Fee, Home of the Slave. Right. Yeah. Because this is what I see. Now, people go, we're not slaves. I'm sure, free yeah. to get up and go to work and blah, blah, blah. And I can choose blah, blah, blah. And I can did you watch get your cable license? TV. Right. right. Did yeah. you get your li- like, people don't understand slavery light is still slavery. No matter what flavor you put on it, it's still slavery. Somebody taking 100% of your life's effort, that's what most people think is slavery. Well, this is the beautiful part about the free state movement, and we can obviously continue this on to the next segment. Chattel slaves got room and board, man. Yeah. Yeah, coming up, we'll continue our discussion on the Pine Tree Riots and what is the land of the free and the home of the brave anyway? Do you feel free and brave? 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. What are we? And we're back. Ah, we are back. 603-283-6160. That is the telephone number here at Free Talk Live. 
If you'd like to join us, those are the digits you'll need. 603-283-6160. In that order. In that, yeah, definitely. Yeah, don't dial them in any other order, otherwise, <laughs> Lord knows where you end up. In the studio, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Zephan. And Rich Rich. Uh, I need to tell you about ForkFest 2022 coming up shortly. Mm-hmm. Right? It's already almost May. Fast so approaching. You can join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 27th through July 3rd for the 6th annual ForkFest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out for the first time in 2021. ForkFest takes place the week after ForkFest, but ForkFest is decentralized, and that means there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. There's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, forkfest.party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and the Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest Forum. Again, links to those are found at ForkFest.Party. We hope to see you there. Again, ForkFest.Party. All right, so we've been talking about the anniversary of the Pine Tree Riots, and I'm happy to come back to that. But first, let's go to David in New Mexico who's calling. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Is that uh, Independence Day or Independence Day? I call it Dependence Day because, well, as people who have tax money taken from them uh, to pay for Lord knows what, uh, you have dependents. They are known as uh, people who work in government, and you should be able to claim them uh, as dependents, I think. If you're old enough, it's yeah. just Independence Day. When New Hampshire uh, declares independence, I think that the Pine Tree Riot would be a wonderful day to commemorate our independence. Yes. Well, I'm feeling free because, I, like I told you, I'm free balling. Wearing Bo- boxers. Boxers? Yeah. Mm. Not the Speedo? Yeah. Free balling. Not, well, not, not right now. Earlier today, I was wearing the Speedo. Oh. Was it Tangerine? Yeah. You want pictures? I just put them on Twitter, man, and I'll check it later. Yeah, Richie Rich uh, seems to have enjoyed too late, too late, your... Too late, Richie. Too, too late, Richie. I, I already, I already uh, DM'd you. Oh. oh. He's, he's, he's slid creeping in, up. He slid into your DMs, Rich. <laughs> like, no, I'm checking. <laughs> I don't know that so I want to so know I, about this. I'm yeah, checking just... and I'm showing, and I'm showing and I'm checking. And they're in Richie's inbox right now. <laughs> Is it inbox or inboxers? <laughs> oh God! Both man and no, and in no, it's it's not in my inbox. The last thing I got was something some spam from Zoom. Oh man, they must have filtered it out. Mm. So you probably, you probably didn't get those nudes either, did you? Which uh, which mm. platform did you send it on or through? All of them, all of them, man, all oh, of them. Uh, so he didn't send yeah. anything. Yeah, likely story. Did you have a purpose for calling other than? Are, your... are you are you disappointed? Are you disappointed, Richie? I kind of am because I mean I want to take you as a trustworthy individual, David. And if you you say you oh, sent me something, there goes my bad reputation. I know. Mm. There goes my yeah. So yeah, I did call about something. Did did, did did you see me on TV on the cable TV in that one show or that other show? I, I How about catch that a show predator. With, uh, 
the one, yeah, that one, America's Most Wanted. No, no, the um, the one, it is a cop show though. It is a cop show. I'm I'm on the I'm on the I'm on the screen with I'm on the screen with Mary. Let's see what what show was that? I've been in so many, I can't even remember what. It was uh, uh oh damn, In Plain Sight. I don't watch did, cop did shows. See, did, did anybody see In Plain Sight? Uh, was it? no, uh-huh. no. Uh, I don't, I don't I know mean, where to I watch mean, it. Uh, it's obviously not in plain sight. Law, law no, and order not. special it's ed hidden. unit. It's hidden. Yeah, special ed unit. <laughs> I'm in several. Ep- I'm in several episodes, but one of them, one of them ties into the captain's portmanteau. What was that portmanteau you came up with last night, there, Captain? Oh, uh, that's that's a ways back for me to remember. Yesterday, yeah, twenty three hours. Yeah. Um, so. So it was uh, it was a combination of incestuous, you know, like the court system, the, the judicial system yep, in New yep. Mexico, and, and and incestuous and nepotistic. And oh you, yeah, ne- you nepotistuous or <laughs> nepotistuous. There you go. So this that ties into the. Yeah, nepotistuous the the judicial system in the state of New Mexico. It ties in because you can see me on TV. Um, uh, uh, in on that in plain sight show on one of the episodes with uh, Judge, let's see, what's his name? Jewel, Jewel, what's Judge Tom, John Tommy, J. Romero? Tommy. Yeah. No, well, close. And Monica you're, Zamora? You're, 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 you're on it, man. You are on it because. M. Monica Zamora was the chief, the presiding judge of the children's division, and so was watch John Romero, watch and so was this Gotta guy I'm telling you about, Tommy Jewell, the one you can see me on TV with. All three of them held the exact same job. I seen the movie Richard Jewell. Remember that guy? Wait a minute. Did you? Wait a minute. Do you get the pattern there? All three of them. Nepo incestuous incesto nepo to whatever word you came up with all three of them abiogenesis and, and yeah. now we know oh. another New Mexico judge to add to our roster yep we've Tommy Jewel Tommy Jewel Tommy Jewel married to who Jewel Mrs Jewel well, Angela Jewel she was a judge too can you can you believe that wow and soon you yeah. will see and and. So I'm in a scene. You can watch TV and see me in a scene with without a, without being cut. What, the what's the name of the case. show? In plain sight. In plain sight. And, what episode? Just, Do you know? Episode one, two, three. I don't remember four, the episode. I don't remember the episode. They're inside a house and there's a party and the the main character chick Mary. What's her name? That might be her real name. I don't remember what her actor name real name. But it, no, Mary, blonde chick, blonde chick. Anyway, Mary, Mary's uh, at a party with her family, and and I, I'm in, I'm in the same room with Tommy Jewell, the judge the, that held the same position as uh, Zamora and Romero, and she's married, and, and Tommy Jewell's married to Angela Jewell, who is another judge that that uh, presided over my case. Can you imagine this crap? How incestuous and nepotistic it is. If we watch the show, does David get residual payments for being in it? Oh, I don't know. Do you? No. Were you an extra? No, or no. Did you have to sign uh, us yeah, in? Extra, extra, hear, about, hear all about it. I was a background, yeah. So I, And I don't get any speaking lines, and therefore you do not get any residual. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, we'll, we'll check it out, David. Thanks for the call. No, uh, no. He he was on he was on TV. You know, I'm not you know, let, let the guy have his you okay. know thirty seconds his moment of you know what, what is it? Andy Warhol said it to uh, fifteen, 15 minutes, of, minutes fame. of fame, something like that. Yeah. yeah Total it up. Got more than that on Free Talk Live. Surprising that he was able to contain himself to be an extra because he's just. He just he's just overflowing with personality. Certainly a large personality type. Guy, yeah, for sure. 
Uh, so we were talking about the Pine Tree Riots and the state of freedom and, and that kind of thing. Do we have yeah. more to say about that? Well, I, I wanted to just mention that I, this is what I love about um, about our movement, the Free State Project and, and all, of, all of that, is that um, we're very much embodying uh, that... Uh, that freedom and that culture and history that has made this country, or getting ahead of myself, that's mm. made this state so great. Yes, uh, I wish there was a lot more of it. And if you're feeling it yourself, perhaps you should consider the move to New Hampshire if you want to be the change that you want to bring about in this world. More Free Talk Live is coming up. Oh, I get to say it now? I'm now. When I, and we're back! Yes. All right. There you go. Thank you. 603-283-6160. That's the telephone number. We'll get to your calls and thoughts momentarily. This is Free Talk Live. We're a live call-in radio talk program where you can take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever's on your mind. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Zephan. And Richie Rich. Uh, before we go to the phones and the fun, I need to make sure that I say thank you to Tim. Tim is a silver level amplifier. What is an amplifier, you might ask? Well, yes, it is a you know, large electronic thing that makes guitars sound great. <laughs> but it's also somebody who's visited, visited amps.freetalklive.com. Dot com and decided that they liked this show enough. The characters, the hosts, the content, the message of peace, freedom, liberty that we bring. They've liked the show enough to help us get on more radio stations and promote these messages. So Tim has decided to give five bucks a month. He's a silver level amplifier. Uh, there, you can give more. There's different levels. It's a Patreon-type thing over at amps.freetalklive.com. So if you have enjoyed the content of this show, if we've brought value into your life, please visit amps.freetalklive.com and consider becoming an amplifier. There's some special things you get once you do decide to give, to, and but that's not the important part. The important part is the message that we're trying to get. We're currently on like 190-ish radio stations. We could be on 250, 300 radio stations, not out of the question. It's all up to you. Amps.freetalklive.com. What's AMP stand for? Advertise, market, promote, and support. Got it. One million radio stations. <laughs> One million. Thanks again, Tim, for your contribution. We appreciate you. All right. So we have some callers. Let's go to Jems calling from New Hampshire. Jems, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Jems. Um, I'm here to talk about Bruce Fenton. Bruce Fenton is running for New Hampshire. Oh, are you on a speakerphone, Jems? Huh? Are you on a speakerphone? Uh, no, I'm not. Okay, you're you're just kind of dropping out there, so not really sure what's going on. Can you just say it again? Uh, yeah. I'm here to talk about Bruce Fenton. Bruce, Bruce Fenton, Fenton okay. is running for New Hampshire Senate. Uh, he believes in freedom, Bitcoin, and less government and more comic books. Nice. More you can learn books. more about him at BruceFenton.com. 
I have heard that that he is running, and uh, I see some folks on my social media talking about him. Are you guys aware? Yeah, Bruce Fenton's based. I love him. Not a clue. Yeah, and I, I, I do like another candidate that's running, though. His name's uh, Jeremy Kaufman. Oh, uh, yeah. He's also running for... U.S. Senate. Um, are they running for the same office, or is he running? Is they they running are. Locally? They are okay. both running for the same office. Yeah, oh, so okay. there's, there's but, competition amongst freedom-loving ooh, people for the same but, seat. But this not happening but, in your state. Well, but this is the primary. So okay. right now, the fight is to make sure that Bruce Fenton uh, gets the spot of um, of being the Republican choice uh, for for mm. Senate. Um, and once once that happens, we'll see. But I'm I'm all in on Jeremy Kaufman's uh, Senate run until then because war is gay. <laughs> is he amazing. running as is Jeremy running as Republican? He's as running Pope? under the LP. Oh, okay. So you can support Bruce and Jeremy up until the general. Yep, that's my plan. Okay, there you go, Jens. Anything else? Um. Yes. Go to BruceBenson.com. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, we appreciate the call. Thanks. Yeah, and feel free that. to call again. Uh, indeed. Uh, the interesting thing about the the larger freedom movement here in New Hampshire is, well, all of the characters, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, generally, characters indeed. Generally speaking, people who are motivated to achieve more freedom uh, are colorful people. Yep. Uh, you know. Now, there's something to be said about Social change is generally made by mm, eccentric people, mm-hmm. you know. So that's how it starts. We we attract a whole bunch of eccentric sort of people, and they all congregate, and they all have a similar belief system. Although I know one of the favorite things, favorite pastimes of freedom loving people is to argue with other freedom loving people <laughs> about who's more correct about certain things, and and that's kind of fun too to watch sometimes. But sometimes it gets heated, mm. you know, that kind of a thing. But uh, it certainly is interesting the to watch. Overton window of the spectrum, as yeah. you will. Now, I I feel like uh, Richie Rich and I might have the same uh, stance on you know like running for a, an elected office, and that is that uh, I, you know voting. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's a I think it's a horrible idea. I think it's a horrible way to make decisions in in your life and that kind of a thing. It is interesting though for me to watch. Uh, you know, folks run for and get elected to positions here in New Hampshire because it's a bit easier to do here than it is in, say, California, for example. Well, and we have anarchists running the government. Like that, that's what it seems like, at least to me. Like if you, if you look at a lot of the NHLA scoring of uh, of at least people in the House, we've got about a hundred and fifty. Uh, reps that vote a minus or above in favor with uh, the NHLA, and I'm, I'm on it. I know the people that are on it. Um, it's very much our people, and um, and and so I I agree that basically in most circumstances when you vote, you're, you know, you're feeding the monster, mm-hmm. and and it's not good. But here, it it really does seem like um, one, your vote has more impact because one. Uh, state rep represents about roughly three thousand people. Sometimes it's less. Sometimes it's more. That's two thousand nine hundred and ninety nine. Too many. <laughs> no, agreed. But yeah. um, but it does make a big impact, and I think that a lot of uh, the success that we've been seeing in the state in regards to liberty has been the agorism, has been all of these other things that we've been doing. But there also is something to be said about the political wins that we've been getting. 
So let me caveat my position because I said you said we might agree, and we probably do for the most part. Um, I don't vote, haven't voted, probably will never vote, almost guaranteed I'll never vote. Um, for me, the purpose of running a political campaign, if you're going to do it, should always be satirical in nature. Mm. Like it should be designed to poke fun at that system and show what it really is. Like Jeremy Kaufman's. Yeah, that's why I love Jeremy Kaufman's running. Right. But if he, but without the intention to win, right? Like if, if he, if that campaign works and he wins, then like one of two things will happen. He'll like step down because that's what the real anarchist would, you know, likely do. Or the power of the system corrupts him mm-hmm. and he goes like well now that i've got control like i can do good with the ring of power now it sounds like he's going to continue uh the satire piece he says that uh if he was elected um his one of the first things he would do would be to 3d print a gun within the uh within the Senate chambers. Okay, good. Yeah. So I, I think that that's a way that you can kind of do both. You can kind of take the ring of power and then use it to like create like a gesture sort of thing where you're making. And if he state. were, if he were to chamber around of the 3d printed gun in the chambers, it would give Senate chambers new meaning. Yeah. Well, that would have definitely been much more of a, uh, you know, a threat to the regime than January 6th was. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I can I can imagine a time where folks, uh, you know, freedom oriented people have perhaps gotten elected to positions and everybody in a political meeting is open carrying. Mm. Wouldn't yeah. that be great? Like, I just think that that would be great. Yeah, well, I I testified on some bills earlier last week, and um, at all four of them, I was open carrying. And, nice. uh, you know, it it's good to normalize it, you know? See, I'm going to take a pot shot real quick at everyone's favorite libertarian, Ron Paul, because he radicalized a lot of individuals. Yes. Myself included. Right. Even him as Dr. No, right, within within his jurisdiction or his purview as a House member, um, he would put pork in the bills knowing it would pass. And then still vote no on it, but still getting money sent back to his jurisdiction. So, whatever, dude. Yep, that is how politics works, sadly. Well, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. 603-283-6160. Are you freedom-oriented and are you planning to move to New Hampshire? More Free Talk Live is coming up. Yes, we are. We're also front and side. Front, back, side to side. This is Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. Although it is the final segment, so if you're not already on hold, you probably aren't going to be on. But we are here seven nights a week, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. If you've missed any of tonight's program, uh, shortly after the show is over, you'll be able to listen back to it over at freetalklive.com, as well as any of our other previous episodes in, I don't even know how far back it goes. It goes back an extensive uh, ways back. So mm-hmm. if you've missed any of the other shows, feel free. If you have just discovered the show and you want to kind of get an idea for what the show is all about, that's also a great place for you to start. Uh, there's also... Uh, I. Don't know how else to find them other than on SoundCloud, but there's uh, Riley Blake. Uh, he's a sometimes guest host here on Free Talk Live. He takes and he puts together a condensed version of the three-hour show, 
and calls them the Free Talk Live Digest. He does that by himself. We don't pay him to do it. Uh, he he's does. Great. He's great at it. Uh, and he does put a little blurb if you want to donate to him in the, in the middle of those. But I use them to keep up with what everybody else has talked about on the show just as a host. Uh, it helps me keep up because I don't have, you know, six times three, 18 hours to catch up on the show every week. So I'll use those. So if you like that content, feel free to seek that out as well. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Zephan. And Richie Rich. Let's go to Greg in New York. Greg, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, hey, hey. I want to talk about war. This is what like, is it good for? Absolutely nothing. That's right. And it's like gay. Government, like, basically, we've got all this uh, technology, the the army, all these weapons. And, uh, you know, when they go ahead and they, they invade somewhere, they always say the same things. You know, first of all, they don't show the people back home. The kind of atrocities they're doing. Of course then, not, because then we might be against it. Yet not since Vietnam have they shown the actual, you know, grotesqueness of war. Nope, they don't show that, but they do tell you how important it is to be there. That is, if they even tell you they're there. Sometimes they don't even tell their own people that they're there. Well, and um, their own people don't even can't even point to you where on a map we're even engaged in. That's another problem. Didn't Donald right. Trump run into that problem? Like, he said, we're getting out, and then he gave the order to get out, and then the generals went, nah, we're not getting out. <laughs> right? And then there's like, I thought we t- t- told you guys we're getting out, and it wasn't. Go ahead, Greg. Yeah, no, they be- and, and then the media basically spends years sort of, like, prepping the public to support whatever it is that they're doing. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, whatever it is, it must be, uh, it must be necessary mm-hmm. to go over there. And do that thing which kills a lot of people and maims a lot of people. So um, what I find interesting is that in every country, when you tell them that their army is doing war crimes or whatever, they say that you are some kind of foreign agent. <laughs> that you, right. And this is in every country. Yeah. Well, don't They're you know like, there's, there's nothing more patriotic than supporting Nazis in Ukraine? Well, there you go. Whether you know, but remember when we went over into Iraq, it was well. They have Sharia law, and uh, they hate our freedoms. Yeah. We've got to bring democracy over there to, uh, you know, to get them to, I guess, like us. And we're going to be greeted like liberators. It, mm-hmm. It's always the same, whether you're in Russia or the U.S. or I'm sure you know, in China. They have uh, very yeah. interesting justifications, I'm sure, for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, we kind of started the show like that. It's the playbook, right? It's already been written. It's followed <laughs> everywhere you go where a government's doing something nefarious, mm. right? That's what they do. Yeah, an endless series of hobgoblins all created by uh, the government itself to keep their populations in a constant state of fear so that they can do whatever the hell they want to. Well, and it's always about shifting the paradigm, you know, like we're, um, if, if you question them, it's like, we were always at war with Eurasia and then, and then you turn around for a second and then it's like, we were always at war with Oceania. Um, and so it's that bait and switch, you know, to keep the population in a state of, uh, days, days and confused that, you know, really helps them push everything forward as well. Who's the boogeyman this week? Yep. Yeah, and and to me, the I'm going to call it the the propaganda is very apparent, and and some internet memes have helped point this out to me, and that is uh, 
we've seen recently a whole bunch of uh, blue and gold flags pop up on mm. people's social media profiles. Sure. Changing their picture to, you know, blue and gold. And you I've seen see it manifest the- in reality, like where people put blue and gold flags in, on their flag posts. Right. Now, uh, how many Yemenis flags have you seen? Well, I'm in, oh, yeah. I'm in libertarian circles, so I actually see a lot of them. <laughs> okay, but like, <laughs> has general. it been... And and the you know the conflicts in Yemen have been going on far longer than Ukraine, but nobody, the, no common folks, uh, unlibertarians, mm. if you will, uh, have changed their profile pictures to the the colors of the Yemen flag and that kind of a thing. Because the media I, hasn't well, told don't, you to don't care. Don't you guys know if they're not European, they don't count Ethiopia or Yemen or you know when the Paris attacks happened, 150 people died, and it was very sad. But you know where else that same day 150 people died? In Lebanon, yeah. in a soccer stadium. Well, it's more than just a race thing. It's also it's also a money thing. I mean, if you look at the deals that uh, Joe Biden has had in Ukraine, it's very clear why they're wanting to prioritize this. And then on the flip side, if you look at all of the Saudi Arabian deals that um, that we have and the fact that Saudi Arabia is engaging on a, in a genocide in Yemen, it's very clear that... Uh, we're trying to protect the people that toast our or that bread or butter or that butter well, or yeah, bread. Trump was Jeez. open. I think <laughs> right. I've never heard a president so openly say he said, well, Khashoggi kind of sad, but um, we're making so much money with Saudi Arabia. We're not going to do anything about that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, yeah. Trump Trump feeds into this stuff, too. It's not like he's this uh, God, Messiah, yeah. savior like figure. Yeah. What? Uh, all, He's not? Every president <laughs> since I've been alive has engaged. QAnon told me something totally different. Yeah. <laughs> Every president since I've been alive has engaged in war, and since before I was born, they have engaged in war. Hey, Greg, thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate you. Um, so, yeah, war is ugly. War is something that would not exist without something known as a central bank. War is mm. the health of the state. Mm-hmm. It, it certainly is. And so the fact that they're borrowing money to wage these wars that no one that I know asked for or wants. Are uh, they really borrowing it, though? Well, that's... uh, Is there ever an intent to pay it back? There is an intent to conscript future generations to pay. Okay. Maybe not pay it back fully, right? Ever. I don't think that that's even possible at this point. That's what I'm saying. But the intent, of course, is to keep or to prevent people from seeing the actual bill, Mm, right? Because if they came to everybody with the actual bill divided evenly amongst the number of, you know, quote, citizens, unquote, Mm, you'd look at that bill, you'd be like, no, this stops now. There'd be a revolution tomorrow. Right. Even if it was a progressive um, bill, meaning that it was done on the basis of uh, income levels, um, the the very very wealthy still wouldn't be able to pay it. I mean, if you look at some of uh, at the annual returns of these companies, they they don't even make close to that amount. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It like mathematically speaking, not only is the we'll call it the national debt because we're speaking about the United States, but it, it's not just the United States. Other countries around the world have adopted the same policies and procedures yeah. where they have a central bank. They borrow from that central bank to finance their own wars. Yeah. Right. It's it's a repeatable model for governments mm-hmm. and it requires their the, the people who live in the geographic areas known as countries. It requires them to be enslaved, including mm. here. 
Whether, you know, people are, we're not slaves. Yes, yes, we are. We are slaves to the tax system. No, Which I is also pr- dumb because they print it anyway. Yeah. The tax system isn't about getting the money. It's about no. keeping the control. Correct. Keeping you poor, taking from you your life effort. Mm. Right? Now, overt slavery, right, chattel slavery, was taking 100% of a person's life effort. Well, at what percentage is it no longer slavery? Right. If I'm taxed at 30 percent, am I 30 percent a slave? Yes, I am. At zero percent, it is not slavery. Correct. And that is the answer. And what does zero percent slavery mean? It means the abolishment of the organization type known as government. And I'm personally a voluntarist. If there are people that have this weird uh, kink where they like to be dominated by government, by all means, I don't want to get in the way of stopping them from doing well, that. Just it, don't get me involved in your kink. I think it's gross and weird. Yeah, Like, uh, in a completely voluntary organization, something like that could exist, but it would all be voluntary. Right. Right. And so no forcing of anybody to participate. And if somebody got into it and decided they wanted to get out, there'd be an easy way to do that. Yep. They just stop paying. Mm-hmm. That's all we have for this evening. Thanks to all of our listeners. Thank you, Zephan, for co-hosting tonight. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Richie Rich. Peace.